Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. We are back for another episode with Danny Roy. This week, we're going to discuss why can't we find you online, Danny, and what it means to have a social online presence as a musician. And then he also shares his experience going to one of those stadium shows, you know, the ones with backing tracks. Yeah, let's talk about that. No. Uh, for some reason, I've I don't know why. I, I don't I don't know if it's okay. Well, that was yesterday. What's next? Keep moving, keep moving. Uh, uh, but I don't think so because I like when I, you know, I have I have a box of video VHS cassettes of of Thunder Funk shows. Uh, I have uh, you know, of course, all the stuff when I was a divorcees. That's now, of course, if it wasn't online, I probably I have I have a little bit of stuff, but not much. Uh, but since then, now I'm only going to 2010. No, nothing. I don't have my own YouTube channel. Uh, I had a cousin of mine was like, I want to show my, my my daughter, you know, like uh, you play guitar. Uh, do you, I can't find anything online. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no, probably not. I've never been for some reason, even though it sounds funny for someone that likes to stand up in front of people and play. Uh, I've never been a, hey, look at this. I don't know why. Uh, uh it's not, I'm not shy. Uh, I just don't, uh, I don't think of it, I guess. So this is part of what's going to help with that because yeah, I should like, I, uh, getting gigs out here while in, in, in Moncton, I, I didn't need a press kit. I didn't no. need anything because I knew everybody. I started working at a music store when I was 18 years old. So you, you meet everybody, right? Yep. Uh, uh, I knew all the bar owners. I knew all the bands. I knew how, so when I moved to Calgary, well, it's a different story. So now I've realized, you know, so I got a booking agent, but he's like, Hey, I need a, I, I need a, I need a press kit. Do you have any video? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get you something. I'll get you something. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to go make something right now. And then it worked out that he got, he got me a few gigs and I got good uh, 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 response from those. And then now he's just been booking me and I got out of making <laughs> a promo pack <laughs> and I got out of making a video and I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Because uh, I, I want to have something. So yes, this is part of a master plan to get out there a bit more and uh, and, uh, and 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 showcase myself a little bit and uh, and actually start a YouTube channel. And uh, I, I think I think part of it is growing up how I did in in Moncton, where it literally is Guitar Town. Uh, um, at one point, you know, you, you couldn't go to any door you'd knock on. There'd be guitar in the house, guaranteed. It was either it was somebody's, you know. Yeah. Um. So there's so many good players, so many people that were into that. You know, uh, I I think it was just not my thing. I was never really the shredder kind of guy. I was never really the look at me kind of guy. Like I said, 
uh, um, as far as like guitar acrobatics. So I think I just kind of was like, oh, that 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 seems like uh, um, that seems like something that someone that looks for attention would do. Now, again, if you look at it in today's scope, it's it's what people actually want to get ahead is what they do. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so I need to get more uh, more modernized, but absolutely. So, no, I don't have anything for some reason. I don't. I never videotape myself. I never record myself. I never what I have on, on for, for recordings I've done is pretty much what it is. But I plan on that changing for sure. Well, just cool. on, on, on that note there, like Todd and I, uh, we just we just created like an archive album yeah that's so cool yeah so just, Todd's you know, just, a bunch. just some stuff that we've done kind of over the years yeah, yeah it's, it, it's more of a <laughs> it's not so much you know here i am type thing it's more of here's a here's stuff that i've done that i'm i'm proud of and you know, if anybody if anybody exactly. in the family would like to say you know terry wanted to say you know what my my brother played oh really well what what does he do well here i'll show you
but there's yeah. nothing if there's nothing to show then it's like well it's more of a yeah more of a, a family yeah no exactly when i say look at me that i, I know that that's not the way it is that, that's yeah. the way i, I don't that's the way it. you view it yeah but that's yeah what, I, uh, what, it, what it really is yeah um so and and i guess everyone has a little bit of self-consciousness and it's always like well you know uh, again why would somebody want to see this there's there's a gazillion guitar players out there you can yeah. look on youtube and find tons of people that can play you know why what why, but but i get it uh and i want to do it uh and again now i'll be a little more set up i just need to get a few more things excellent so yes if you've got some, questions uh, don't hesitate to reach out todd's good at everything i'm just a voice no I, <laughs> i'm just i'm i'm what you what would you call it youtube um <laughs> everything oh. Just learn, learn everything through YouTube. Yeah, but like hey. we have, like we have, a, we we have a lot of our dome shows online. Todd has his new band. There's like they record every every show, and every show is put up somewhere. I can't remember where. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just put it up on on uh, was it the one of my Facebook ones or YouTube channel? I think it's on YouTube. I think channel it's on YouTube. So. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of a historical thing, like when we first started, and just kind of as we progress and more songs that we. But it's fun to watch Todd's stuff with his band his work band because it's like the first one like they're kind of nervous and it sounds pretty good but then each progressive show is like Ooh, that's a lot that's like really good like that's re to the point that it's now it's like no you guys are like a true blue really great band playing songs that more cover bands should play but they don't like a, it, it's <laughs> kind of like oh shit that song like you guys are actually picking better material than most cover bands play we we worked our way up to the legion scene that we haven't started yet we <laughs> we're just we're kind of at that point that's yeah it's kind of a it's just get together and have fun and uh i think, I think we, another we, thing i always was uh was uh worried about and that sounds like a terrible way to put it when this music should just be music but i was always worried i didn't want people to see exactly what you're saying I didn't want people to see if I was in a new band, the progression of that band. I just want people to see when the band is good. Uh, okay. Now, now we're good enough to put stuff online because like, for example, I played a friend's party of the day. I started, I, I, I've been jamming with some friends of mine from better uh, out here in Calgary from Moncton. I've known for a long, long time. Uh, and they want to start a band. And one guy's been playing for a long time, like 27 years, but couldn't even get through a whole song. One of those guys. Yeah. Uh, loves it. Massive music fan. And then the other guy's been playing guitar for a long time, but same thing. Playing forever, but, you know, can play some songs. But so for me, as a professional guitar player, well, that's not fun. I don't want to sit there and take a month to get six songs together that I could show up and play in two days. Yeah. If I had the right amount of time to learn it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the whole concept was, well, how about I play something that it's brand new. I suck at, you know, and then it'll be challenging. So I'm playing drums and singing. Oh, nice. And I don't own a drum kit. That's because if I had a drum kit, I would be better. I would catch up to them. Right. Sure. So that's, that's part of the, part of the catch is I can't practice aside from my hands and my head. And when I get there, that's what I got. So we're all kind of at the same level. It's kind of fun. So that it kind of makes it fun then. Absolutely. Yeah. So like last kinda... year we played our first kind of, we'd only been together for maybe like four, four months, three months getting stuff together. And my friend wanted to post it on, on Facebook. Let's put it on Facebook. Let's do a Facebook live. I'm like, uh, no, that's okay. They're like, well, why? It's just for fun. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but and, okay. So now I sound right. I, I know how that sounds. Well, yeah, but the thing is what they don't understand is that, well, I do this for a living. Yeah. I know that my voice is not going to be hundred percent on because I'm playing drums drum at the same time. Right. So I don't want me on Facebook with singing out a key half the time, playing an instrument I'm not really that good at with musicians that are just kind of having fun. That's not what I use Facebook for. I have people on there that, you know what I mean? To me, that's what Facebook is for. When you're a musician, you use it for work. Business, yeah. Yeah. So how do you say that to someone without offending them, right? Uh, uh, uh. Well, you're now you're 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 live. Well, not live, but you're kind of live (laughs) on our show talking about it. How's this going to go? Well, now it's a year and a half later and and, and we're a lot better. And and I'm almost ready to be able to go. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's that, uh, well, we're not ready yet. You know what I mean? Like, and that's all I've always been that way. Again, I've been plugging away at this. I've had that same attitude since I was 15. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go play the junior high talent show. Well, we're not ready yet. Well, okay. Well, we're going to have to rehearse three hours, five times a week until we get unskinny Bob right. You know what I mean? And, 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 well, and, you know, cool. anyway, so, uh, so I, so that's what it is. But, that, yeah, the, uh, but marketing now is, is it's the opposite, right? You have to have something I know. before the music's there. It's, it's weird. It's, it's reverse. It's, it's, you have to have a look, an image. You can't grow into that look or image and play a bunch of shows and get to a certain, now it's, it's the reverse. Like, do you have any music ready? No, I don't have any, but I look cool as shit. And I have an Instagram following. The amount of people that have million, you know, millions of views on one song and they've never played a gig, unreal. Oh yeah, Un- sure. Yeah. Uh, because that's not how it works now. Hey, do you, uh, you remember Jared Threaten? No, I don't think so. He was the guy that never played a show either, and he he lied and invented a whole bunch of Facebook accounts that were following uh, him, and then he booked a European tour without ever having played a show. Well, I remember, and I've, I've never forgotten this. You told me the story probably 15 years ago, maybe, about Chantal Kriviatsik. Is that how you pronounce yes. it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Signing that massive deal and never yeah. really any shows? Nope. Daddy daddy owned a business and daddy, yeah. you know, put money behind it. Now, yes, she's got awesome talent. Great, great, great. But, I mean, it's it's really showing how it used to be. It's like, how does a band get that good? You know, like you, you watch Zeppelin, you know what I mean? Like in their prime. And it's like, how can they be that good at that time uh, without, you know, but because they're on the road all the time. Well, yeah. This is their 180th show this year. They don't even have yeah. to look at each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, They've yeah. got to look at this point. <laughs> uh so now you're getting people that have never played together and going off the road and it's like well why are they using tracks why why is it all auto-tuned because they can't recreate it it's not <laughs> they need it in their basement that's it you know what i mean yep. they have zero experience and tomorrow they'll be on to something else you know they won't they're, they're not they have, to, they have to sound the same today as they did tomorrow and it can't there can't be any deviation there can't no. be any on the spot okay let's go off in this direction you know yeah. I can I can see where you're coming from, where a basement musician like myself, where I would you know put just put whatever up, whether it's good or bad. Uh, I mean, I try to put something up that's decent, that's not terrible. But I can see where you're more of a brand, like you're the face. Like it's you can't. It's like the uh, say the owner from Chevrolet uh, deciding to make something in its infancy stage, and it's like, well, he's not quite done yet. So it's like, well, 
how does that represent the brand type thing? You want something that's out there that's that's well, it it'd be like as if I went into one of the uh, one of the guys I play with. He's he, he's a big you know uh, kind of businessy guy. Well, it'd be like if I went on, on his LinkedIn account and posted a bunch of shoddy jobs he did in the line <laughs> of work that he's doing. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, as yeah. he was learning. Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. This is the first bench I ever built. Yeah. Well, when you're professional, it's a whole different, yeah, I can see it. That, that's a whole different thing. But yeah. I'm just thinking more of like when, uh, I think when Paul and Carol had their anniversary and stuff, yeah. you, you were playing there and there was some video. I'm, I'm talking more of that kind that's of. That's uh, fun. Exactly. Thing, yeah. And that, that kind of stuff is, uh, is great. And uh, I just got to find, I just got to find a way of having a, a, a spot for both. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, your personal stuff versus your professional. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but but again, part of the why is because I have nothing professional out there. If I had two hundred videos of me playing pro gigs, and then there was ten videos of me messing around with friends, people see the difference. But right. because I don't have anything out there right now, that's all that would be there, right? Right. That's true. Uh, so that is the other thing. That's twenty two. It's yeah. a catch twenty two situation you're in. You need more people filming your shows. <laughs> Absolutely, and I know you have some professional stuff. <laughs> it, yeah, but it, but it's on. Uh, I, I know I can't. Uh, I don't feel like doing it like that anymore. I actually feel like recording. I actually feel like being creative again. I actually feel like uh, uh, you know, um, um, having lots of lots of stuff out there. Do you find it? It come. It goes in phases. Like you're, you're creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a hard time writing riffs. I could just sit there and you could go, all right, give me this kind of a riff and I could write one. You could say, all right, now I need this kind of riff. And then I could figure it. Riffs have never been a problem, but it's taking the riffs and putting them together. And and and, and I need, uh, if you said, okay, Danny, we're going to write a, 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 a really white, safe blues album. Okay, sure. Within a week, we could have that cut and done. I guarantee it structure wise yeah or if you said we were going to do a country album okay sure we want to do a rock album sure but if i don't have if i don't have a plan if i don't have a target don't have a goal then i just have a bunch of stuff that comes in my head and i record it and one day i'll go through it and i'll listen to it some stuff i there's stuff on there i guarantee you great song i played it once haven't listened to it again yep um so you need a timeline i just need a reason to do it i just need we're doing this need a goal exactly for yeah. some reason i've always been like that um um again i i've always loved playing drums but i've never played drums in a band so the few times in my life that i got a little cheap drum kit and set it all up i never go practice so it's like well if i'm not going to practice well, what, yeah what's there's no, there's no end goal to it yeah. yeah but now that i have a project where i'm playing drums well now i actually think about it. i'm listening to a song or i'll be like okay how do i separate that and i'll go over it a few times okay yeah i'll do that you know i think about it a bit more and, and I'm and, I, and I'm anxious to go rehearse once a week or once every two weeks whenever we get together and go do it right. So, so uh, I, don't, I don't know what the two projects are you're working on, but my my recommendation would be you've got enough shit in the hopper for what is this twenty years, thirty years? I don't know how old we are anymore, but you've got enough stuff in the hopper. You could actually have a retrospective of here's a song I wrote when I was in Thunderfunk that never made a Thunderfunk album. Here's a song I wrote while I was with the Divorcees. And then you could literally have a retrospective. I don't know, not B sides would be the right thing, but like just well, that was everything. kind of that'd be kind of cool with with, uh, with just doing something that was just me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I could just hire out some different players. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. To play on it. Like 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 celebrity guitar players do that don't sing. They just kind of have rest yeah. and they get everybody involved. Yep. Uh, so I, I could do something like that. And there's also one thing I've realized over time is music is music. And just because it's a song that didn't make a Thunderfunk record 20 years ago doesn't mean it can't be changed the feel of it a little bit. Now all of a sudden it's a rock song or it's, uh, you know, um, all my stuff. I've always like, I've always been a uh, part of that school of if you can't play it on an acoustic guitar, it's probably not a song that is going to last. People won't, it's not yeah. going to stick in their head, you know? Sure. Um so, um, so pretty much everything I have pr could probably moved around into a different style. You know what I mean? Ish, you know, at least the feel of it or the, the thought of it or the, the melody of it, you know, mm -hmm. but anyway. So your so that's, song, that's... no, sorry. No, I was going to say, so your, your song writing, uh, the way you do it normally, is it through acoustic? Most, most, uh, it depends. Uh, the second Thunder Funk album, I wrote it all on an acoustic bass pretty much the whole thing nice. and then wow. after that once i had the framework all done well then once i've been listening to those bass lines in my head over and over again then guitar parts start coming in and then i start then i can start uh bringing in one guitar part no i don't like that i can do all that without an instrument i can bring in the other guitar. oh that would be kind of cool and then i remember that and then i can play it back in my head over the bass line that i wrote so then i can play in my head both parts back and see if it's going to work or not no that's not going to work and then i kick it out and then i don't think about that guitar part again and then i think of another one so i don't need an instrument to write as long as i have the main idea down uh that i know isn't going to change whether it's the drum beat whether it's the bass whether it's uh, a, a melody line same thing i'll have I'll, I'll hum out a melody line that just comes to me as i'm as i'm working on a riff Sometimes that sticks, sometimes it doesn't. I might take that melody to something else. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So what? it kind of depends. Uh, but to reinforce what I was saying about the acoustic thing, when it's all done, to me, I should be able to play it on, on, on a guitar, just one guitar to somebody, and they should still be able to tell if it's a good song or not. I shouldn't need all the studio stuff and, and that that snare roll or you know, all that to make it a good song or not you know what i mean agreed uh, so that's that's kind of the way i look at it um but everyone's different it's like the but i still love like like uh like old motown recordings where a drum fill would be the lick that would that would be the intro hook mm -hmm. you know yep. like uh you'd never have a, a drum fill as a hook nowadays you know what i mean there's so much going on there's no space in songs at all anymore there's just it's just over compressed driving full uh um and then you listen to something before we got that way and it's just so much more space there's just so much more room for for dynamics to happen yeah. when you've got everything slammed and compressed and maxed out and there's every there's 28 tracks well try and bring something in with dynamics it just falls flat you don't even notice it right mm -hmm. uh, so that's why i like the acoustic part because it gives room to bring in dynamics just with percussion and just with space and just with chord progressions. The chord progression is doing the work. It's unreal how much a chord progression can change a mood of something uh, uh, or, or bring a mood in something. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. All that said, and I haven't recorded anything in a long time, so it's time, <laughs> to, put it, time to put it all to work. So I, I I was just gonna say like you you do have like the the Thunderfunk recordings which 
you yes. could literally put on Bandcamp. Just yeah, honestly, but like it's actually that... very simple, right? And and they do sound good. They still hold up. They're still sure they're a piece of time. Yeah, you know when you were starting out, really, right? Yeah. But it's still, it's still. I mean, I still go back and listen to it all the time. Well, awesome I was thinking stuff. of putting them on YouTube. If I'm going to have a channel anyway, just put them on YouTube. Because a lot of people just listen to stuff on YouTube nowadays. Yeah. Well, I do, a lot of people do go to Bandcamp if they want to hear a band. And they, yeah. don't want, they don't want to hear Taylor Swift or they don't want to hear Led Zeppelin. They want to hear a band, a band they, they feel they can relate to more. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to Bandcamp for their stuff. Like I have the, the player on my phone. I go to Bandcamp. Like our Dome CDs on Bandcamp. You know, it's well, I bought a few things available. off Bandcamp I can't find anywhere else actually. Um, yep. So, Bandcamp's yeah. awesome, and it's it's free and it's easy, and you literally just make sure you got high quality and you put it up there, and it's boom. Like I, I didn't tell Todd this yet, but our latest release, I'm going to put some of the songs up on Bandcamp. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll grab some of them. I'll, I mean, the ones that are actually demos, I'm going to call them demos, so it's very apparent. But I'll get you to sign off on what what's okay and not okay but i'm not going to put everything up cuz you have to buy the cd to get that exactly <laughs> yeah um and, and it's funny because when uh when you were mentioning uh, Todd, when you were mentioning uh, um in a few episodes ago you're mentioning brenda's brenda's record collection um <laughs> it was serious and and i, I I just remember like going like, cause Charlene had a good record collection too. My sister and I'd sneak in there and, and, and see her records and listen, you know, Sean Cassidy and yeah. uh, just really bubblegum stuff, you know? Uh, but then Brenda had like rock and roll stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really different. My house was, you know, we had both kinds of music, country and Western. That was pretty much it. Um, So going to Brenda's was great. Going to your guys' place, you guys had MTV, like you guys on the big satellite dish. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Uh, um, But yeah, her record collection was great. K-Tel. K-Tel was (laughs) She had every K-Tel record, I think. Yeah. K-Tel presents Blockbuster, a great new LP. Yeah. Holy. And Dad's then I, collection was good. Like, I don't know if you ever went through dad's, like my dad's records. But no, I wasn't. Uh, I'm not going to your dad was just such a big guy. I don't think I would have wanted to go look through his record collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not that I was afraid of him or anything, but it's just, uh, just his big voice. And I just uh, probably wouldn't have gone snooping in his record collection unless you guys were like, hey, come check these out. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, we, but, yeah. Uh, well, we usually had the the collection i don't know if i had it in my room or whatnot but yeah he had uh was it ccr uh valdi lou reed um yeah that would have playboys. been playboys they had the ventures yeah cool yeah a, a whole bunch of stuff like that yeah and uh Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> that cheesy that album you know that yeah one? he's just like oh yeah <laughs> with, with the big hair yeah the big stash yeah. yeah. So a uh, great episode though on the uh, music that broke Todd. Um, uh, I, I I thought it was really neat. It was really uh, you uh, when you went well. You, you said it right when he asked you, like in the beginning of it, when you were like, "Well, there's lots of different. There's not just one. There's different times. There's different 
you know, different uh, eras. Yeah, well, because you're you're coasting along one style of music, and you're like, this is the best, and then you hear something, and it's like, whoa, and then all of a sudden, you're not the same kid anymore. Then then you start going into something else, and then you hear something else. And yeah, like, and then veer whoa, off again. You're not the same again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so it was really cool hearing all the different types of uh yeah different spots for you yeah that's that's a regular thing we want to have on the show like when we bring people on we want to do music that broke uh because i did two episodes of that before just on my side like things that influenced my stuff and i'm gonna do todd because todd's todd's taste like people assume he likes a b and c and it's like uh, uh, uh. and you heard in the episodes like you know down child blues band like people wouldn't have expected that to pop yeah. and to play the song and say, okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what a down child blues band is, but then you play, it's like, Oh, and then if you're a fan of Todd's, you're like, I can hear that. I can hear that in his playing or, um, you know, waiting for the oh. bus or whatever. Like you can hear, <laughs> you can pick out stuff. It's like, you think it's just Van Halen and rush. And it's like, no, there's way more going on than that. Way yeah. More. Well, when you're playing, like when I picked up the telly, I was like, well, it's almost like when you pick up a certain guitar, you have a certain type of music in your head. You're going like, oh, well, okay, well, let's let's get the Little River Band or, or let's play some, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Joe Walsh was playing telly, so let me do some Eagles and, and play some of that or, or or play some of Stones, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of got into that pigeonhole yesterday. I just YouTubed. You know everything that everyone I knew that played a telly, I was you know throwing the music on it. Yeah, that's where that that's that specific tone, right? Because you can't really get it with any other other instrument. No, no, you totally change the way you play when you grab a certain guitar. It's it's um, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, it's uh, your tone changes, your your style changes. Like you said, you're not looking to you don't grab a telly and go, what's that Pantera riff? Like, well, how's yeah. that go again? You know? <laughs> Uh, even if you had a hot humbucker in there, it's still not the same, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got to do an episode of that, Breaking Danny. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be a good one. I think that would be interesting. Your influences as you were growing up and different, because you said yeah. you started off with country Make, and Western, yeah. and then from there you broke off. Make your you know. list, don't tell us what it is, and then we just record, and then I just do the insertions afterwards, and, you know, so people can go, oh, shit, really? Oh, that's cool. I don't know. I I I want I want to do one with Sam because we had uh, I just finished recording Sam's episode. Uh, oh, cool! Piece. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast. And um, I'm like, fuck, we got to do a breaking Sam. I talked to him about it and he, he just got, he, I, I don't, I don't know if he wanted to do it or not. He was just sort of like, but I like a lot of music. I'm like, yeah, but we, if we, as we talk, you know, like this stuff's going to come out and I, I can guarantee you the Sam fans are going to be like, this is fucking awesome. You know, let's, let's get into Sam's ring. Cause Sam's awesome. Like he's, I, I don't know if you've heard him on the show before. He's, his his background in music is yeah. very very interesting. Yeah, he's cool as hell. Well, I think I think uh, uh, getting getting stories like that from from someone 
uh, from a generation where music was life changing or could be for, for a lot yeah. of people. And yeah, it, yeah. it was a way of life. It's, it's how you dressed. It's how you had your hair. It's yeah, how exactly. who you hung out with, you know, um, people from that who had that uh, uh, growing up to me is great because again, you remember those moments that you, you stopped in, uh, in, in your tracks and you know, um, where where today there's so much going on. How how could anything really stand out that much? You know, it's kind of noisy, yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, I I think it's really cool. And for someone who has a lot of a, a vast musical background, uh, it's really neat because you always get like uh, like I can guarantee you, I'll throw some stuff at you, and you go what? But I'll, it's still there. I still remember. But that's you know, the, that's what makes it fun. If someone came on and said, "Okay, this Metallica song, that Metallica song, that Metallica song, that Metall," then that's kind of yeah boring, right? Yeah. Like because 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 it's it's not about what changed your life; it's what changed your your you know your love of Metallica, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, versus the first time you heard Metallica. Yeah, whether yeah. it was you were like, "This is terrible," or your jaw was dropped. You know, yeah. one of the two. You're gonna remember that first time. You know. Uh, I remember hate, hating Ozzy when I first heard it. Not the music, but his voice. I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I can't listen to this. It's so thin and whiny. Uh, it really took me a long time to yeah. get used to his voice. The guitar, I was hooked, no problem. Randy oh, sure. Rhodes, oh my God, who is this, you know? Uh, but uh, so, so yeah, uh, it, it's really neat when some, someone that music is really important to you and you can get them to uh, open up about stuff like that, looking back on their life. I have a really good memory. I remember stuff when I was two, three, four, five years old, like in detail. Um, so, uh, All right, so, yeah. when we have you on, we're definitely doing that then because I think that'll be <laughs> fun. We, we, so we still have to do the Kiss thing too. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do the Kiss thing. We'll bring on another Kiss person too. Like we'll bring you and someone else. So we'll just do that as like... Um, as um what stunt casting for for, for or, or whatever you want to call it like we'll bring another kiss person on um, yeah er, eric sinich who we've had on the show a bunch of times says actually wants to talk kiss at some point because he's a big kiss fan he's a big van halen fan that's the guy that works for van halen news desk oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a huge kiss fan too he's he's read most of the biographies he owns you know i'm sure he owns the entire collection i mm -hmm. think you and him uh, breaking down the worst kiss songs <laughs> would be fucking great. <laughs> it'd be they'd be great. Eric, if you're listening, I know you are. Do you want to do it? Okay. So I just want to quickly close with a quick story. So I went to go see uh the stadium tour for Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison. Okay. Uh, in Edmonton here uh, uh this summer, uh this fall. And uh it was it was awesome. It was ex exactly what I expected it to be. But, and of course, everyone knows people are playing with tracks, you know, every, you know, back, backup tracks. Joan Jett, no, she was the opener, raw, dry, kick-ass. Her band was awesome. It was great. Uh, and then as the bands, you know, then Poison, well, they had some background tracks, but it still sounded like a band playing, you know, like yep. singing just for harmonies, you know what I mean? Like they were still doing it, you know. And then Def Leppard gets on and it just totally, the sound totally changes. And at three different times, the sound actually skipped the whole band. I'm not talking about his vocal track. I mean, <laughs> everything. Oh, someone jumped in the CD jumped or, or something. People, it sounded like the Bluetooth cutout. It was exactly what, it, like a digital skip, oh. not even like a static skip. 
And the first time, of course, you know, they get it on screen and it's on Joe Elliott, the singer. And the look on his face, he just kind of went through, okay, whatever. And then the second time it happened in the classic song, might have been Photograph or something. And the and it was uh, Phil Cohn, I think, his guitar player, the yeah. lead guitar player. The look yeah, who on doesn't his wear a shirt? face. <laughs> yeah. The look of disappointment and grossness on his face. It just so happened they just were on him when it happened. <laughs> he looks, he wanted to crawl under, he had that, are you embarrassed again? And then it happened again another time later oh, wait, three on. times three times wow and you could even tell like like joe elliott like when he'd be singing his voice is loud and clear and then the song's done and how's it going and then the song was started super loud and clear you know like but yeah every so everyone's playing to a track everyone, too? well if the whole thing drops out yeah right it's not it's not like the vocal skipped and, and the drums yeah. are going yeah right? it's everything yeah so every so you already have a drummer that's playing an electric kit to a click. So right there, you're playing to a drum machine pretty much because mm-hmm. it's an electric kit to a click, right? Wait, wait, uh, who's that, playing the electric kit? Tommy the drummer Lee? for Def Leppard. Oh, for Def Leppard. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So that's already digital. You already know, okay. And the, but then the guitar, everything, like everything. So so that that was kind of funny. So so when when Mont the Crew gets on and Vince's vocals are kind of mailed in. You kind of appreciate it a bit more because it's like at least these guys could still play if the whole thing went down. Def Leppard would have had to packed up and gone home. They wouldn't even be able to do a song, not even an instrumental. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I had no interest in seeing it. I've se- I've seen Motley Crue. Jeez, I can't remember. It was a long, 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 long time ago when I was in Montreal or something. Yeah, and um, I can't remember. They had. I, I, if I recall, I think Warrant opened and Faster Pussycat, maybe? Faster sense. Pussycat was very raw. Very, yeah. You know, I mean, they were strung out back then, too. Yeah. But you know what? There was a good energy and it was kind of fun. And then uh, Warrant, who I was never a fan of, but when I saw them live, I'm like, oh, they're actually real musicians and they're actually really talented. They just happen to have some sappy ballads that, you know. Mm-hmm. They were really good. And then when Motley (laughs) Crue came out, it was, I was embarrassed to be there. It was so bad. Yeah. They were probably pretty shitty then. And same thing. It it is what it is. I, I, I want to go, I want to see, uh, just the lineup was good. I'm not really a big Def Leppard fan, but, um, but, but I know all their classic stuff. Sure. And, uh, and, uh, and again, I figured it was going to be Mick Mars' last time around, which obviously it was, was placed and, uh, and, uh, you know, it was more of a fun thing mean lisa went but uh but yeah it was just kind of like this is where we're at in the music world now where a huge band like that in front of sixty thousand people will completely lip sync along to it yeah when i don't think they need to like the singer can't do what he used to i get it if he wants to sing to attract to make it a little thicker you know everyone's yeah, kind yeah. of a, a little bit of late. vocal effect or something maybe yeah he's old i get it you're not gonna nail what you sang when you were friggin 19 21 years old you know what I, mean? I get that mm-hmm. but i mean what what are you guys selling here like what is this you know like yeah but it's, it's, it's I mean, where we're at again. Th- yeah the thing is that it, I, I looked around and some people noticed but no one seemed like upset or no one was yeah. like you know they just kept dancing and kept doing whatever they're doing 
And I was like, yeah, see, and that's why that's why they're doing it because they're getting away with it. No one's now that that's the thing too. When people go see a show, they go they they get high or they get drunk. But when I see a show, I always want to be stone cold sober because I want to watch, I want to pay attention, and I want to record it up here. Yeah, what I'm seeing. But if you're drunk and stoned or whatever, like what what you're hearing and what you're recording in your brain is listening to the cd and it might not be the show so much or the the sound of the show it's the visual yeah and and then the the music that's playing in the old days when bands actually played you don't remember how shitty the show might have sounded you just remember how it sounded on record and you're seeing them play it so oh. but now it's like well it has to sound great and it's like no, it should. I don't know. I, I, I there's a few people I see that play with like recorded tracks, like uh, Anthony Vallad, who who's a, a diethylamide that we shared a bill with. Mm-hmm. Now he's a single musician, but he plays everything. So he's got his laptop on his on his yeah on there, and he's got his keyboard set up and his guitar and his drum machine or whatever, and then even it's not pre-recorded in the sense that it's just, he hits play, but he literally goes on his computer and he says, okay, I'm going to play guitar on this song. So he set, he starts everything up in the computer, gets that going. And then maybe he plays the guitar part and hits uh repeat or whatever on it. So it just replays. Uh-huh. And then he'll come out and just play the guitar. I, I still see that as a live performance. Cause he's still playing yeah, guitar can- live. He's, he's building it as he's doing it, and there's still a room for him to change things. Exactly. You know, I, I love that shit. Like, that shit's awesome. Or like, you know, Todd would use digital de- his digital delay p- pedal to play his own rhythm part while he played a lead or whatever, you know? Like, that, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, well, I, I, I like my that. My acoustic shows, I have a little uh, looper pedal for my acoustic shows, and I'm playing solo, and I, you know, so I can do some at least change the show up a little bit i play everyone knows there's no rhythm guitar player oh, yeah. there. they know i'm playing along to a looper but whatever well, right? when we saw we saw ed, yeah we saw ed sheeran before he was anybody and uh it was just him on stage by himself and like he's like tapping on the guitar duck 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 digital delay okay and then he's going tick 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 and then digital delay and just and he's layering it until he builds yeah. the song up and you're like this is actually fucking awesome you know it, it's actually awesome yeah, like, like I'm okay. The other that. way I just find is again, like, uh, quickly. I know you got to go, but like, for example, like I said, the first two bands, even Molecule to a certain extent. Uh, uh, let's say somebody pops on stage and they have a cool sign, and they'd be like, "Hey, let's check this guy out." Well, at least the drummer can keep going, and they know they're not going into the chorus right now. You know, they're gonna. You can't do that. You, there's no room for change or, or any kind of anything that you can you get to do live. And what's the improvise live? Then it's not live anymore. Like no, just your guitar the record. players burn it. Give them another two bars. Keep going. You exactly. You know what I mean? Like because uh, the chorus is going to start in two measures here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I did that. I did that. In the- I did that in the embers when Todd wasn't in the embers at the time, but there was me and another bass player and, and we were playing the Eagles and Eagle songs are boring to play, like very yeah. boring to play, especially as a drummer. Um, maybe it's a bass player. I don't know, but uh, the bass player and I, we kind of looked at each other and we, we're, I don't know, lying eyes or like lying eyes is like 14 minutes long or something. It's like super long. And every, every verse is identical. Very mellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I look at the bass player at one point and I'm like, kind of nod and i start changing the beat and i start i start playing the james brown beat 
over top of lying eyes and he's like oh yeah and he's like boom boom <laughs> and we're just going off of the guitar player turns around and he, he can't improvise it, it, it this is the song and this is how we play it but it was but the crowd's like oh the crowd just kind of suddenly like kind of oh what's this and they kind of got more into it and it's like seeing a live show is when you can do something like that and and just veer off a little bit and engage a crowd reaction if it works you stay with it play a couple extra bars like you said or 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 maybe go off like when we like when Todd and I were in the embers we used to do Folsom Prison Blues and we would each bar or uh, each uh, verse or whatever would be a different kind of blues so one would be the traditional yeah. and then one would be like more like a muddy waters maybe or something right. and then <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think like I I don't know. I'm probably getting these blues types wrong. Yeah, no, I think I Paul would do that. like a southern southern blues on another one, and then we would you know, and then we would do like um, we did a a Torah Torah blues, which was like um, an old band from the the mm-hmm. or whatever. They had a they had one blues song, and it was like electric blues with just like total <laughs> '90s hair metal or '80s hair metal infused blues. So we <laughs> each verse a different way and i think the crowd liked it but it was fun but you can't do that pre-recorded you can't because if todd is like soloing and it's like the solo is going over well and the audience is like well we'll just two more bars we'll just keep going yeah well it just and, and again it's it's that so like i like it when someone you know yells out something for me to play as, as kind of you know for funny like play some rock set you know or play yeah. some madonna and then i can you know whip out get through a verse and a chorus and it might not be perfect but the look on people's faces are like oh wow look at that he actually played it yeah yeah. that's awesome with mistakes people would rather see that they're that's what they're paying for right that's the human element that they're that they want to go experience that their album can't give them and i guess that's what i'm kind of getting at uh like yeah it, it, it was just kind of I was like, yeah, that's where we're at. I guess that's just the way things are right now. Uh, that's why I'm going to go see shows in small venues, you know, $10 tickets or $30 tickets. I don't need to spend yeah. $7,000 to go see, you know, Taylor Swift on stage or something. Like, I just, I don't want to see arena shows anymore because they're all the same. The Kiss is doing it. Yeah. there's, um, there's and, no, And that's okay. That's what it is now. But when I see a show, that's not what I want to see. So I'm just going to not go see those shows i'm gonna go see well at uh, one time an arena show was just a bigger a bigger club show yeah. always oh, more lights and more pyro and blah blah but now it's not it's a show it's a biggest show it's yeah again what what are you really getting when you go to a big show like that i remember i went to see lenny kravitz about broke. Ago, you're getting broke and, oh yeah <laughs> but for nothing what what is it going for that that's kind of what i was getting at yeah that was kind of burning me it's like okay how much is def leppard getting out of all this money and they're playing the friggin' tracks. Like, I don't know. Are they having fun? Like, that's the thing. It's like, are you really having, I don't think that'd be fun. No, it wouldn't be. You're, you're working. You're just Then why is John Bon Jovi singing his own vocals now? He shouldn't be. Have you heard Todd? No, I haven't heard him. Oh, 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 no, it's not good. It is the worst live vocal performance of anyone I've ever heard. So Todd, when we're done, go check out Bon Jovi's induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Okay. And, and then you're just going to see a bunch of other, it, it's. live and maybe he should be doing what everyone else is doing it's like rock. <laughs> it's like for someone that was so good because they're and they're already tuned a full step down so it already doesn't sound right as it is but whatever you know uh he can't his his timing is so off with his pronoun and, and his lines and his pitch is so bad it, mm-hmm. it actually sounds like someone drunk karaokeing to bon jovi yeah. oh no. david lee ross sounds way better than he does and it's been going on and for Dave a few years now great. and me and my buddies are like, how come no one's talking to him? Like, there's dude, a reunion coming up no, too. They're talking to him because no. money on the table. It's 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 sad. Like, it's really anyway. Yeah, go check it out. I just don't understand how uh, he's not broke. I don't understand why you would just keep going like and and not be able to go. I, I honestly thought maybe something's wrong with him mentally, just because of his timing, the way he mm. he's not hitting. Is like anyway. This is your piece is off. <laughs> well, that's what I thought the Rock Hall of Fame. Oh, his monitor must be off. Yeah, and and it's just messing with him. He's not. He maybe he's hearing. You know, sometimes you hear a song and you hear it in the background. It sounds like a certain pitch, but then when you actually listen to it, it's like, oh my god, I was like a half step yeah. way higher than the song yeah. is. Maybe yeah. that's what's going on. But then it's show after show after show. Yeah. It's like, oh no, no, this is there's, actually like there's probably hundreds of videos on YouTube of 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 this. Yeah, and I feel Again, bad. someone that was such a good singer who didn't party a ton. He partied, but not crazy. You know, he's married to his high school sweetheart his whole life. You always see him like he took his career and his voice very seriously. Yeah. It's just all that someone just wouldn't go. You know what? I'm out. I'm, uh, I can't sing anymore. I can't even come close to what I was doing. He I'm has out. a lot of people employed under him that that need him to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, and he's supporting he's supporting everyone's careers. Like I don't mean the band, I mean the lighting people. You know, like yeah. and it's like oh, yeah. he stops. He says I can't do it anymore. It's like everyone's out of work, and it's all because of him. You know, you think so six years ago, Paul Stanley walks. You think six years ago, Paul Stanley walks in the jeans office and says, "You know what? I'm not as good as I used to be. I'm out." You think Gene's gonna go? Oh, you know what, buddy? That's a good. You know, no way. Oh. We got tracks. We got this. We got that. We'll get support people. We'll get blah blah blah. Like you know, we'll, we'll get someone backstage singing. Worst case, yeah. you know that that's happening before the that show is stopping. Yeah. Uh, when they have their last five years all planned out financially, where they're doing, yeah, it's like we can't just suddenly stop. This is a five year commitment, you know, billions of dollars probably on the line for not just for kids, but I mean for everyone else. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything. How else, do you just you know? stop? You can't just stop, but your voice will fucking just stop. Well, it has. It's terrible. Like same thing. I had a friend ask me if I wanted to go see the Kiss Cruise. The last one they're doing, he yep. was able to get tickets. And I was like, honestly, I just can't for someone that can't sing anymore. I'm sorry, I'm, I don't want to ruin your trip. I know you're a massive fan and you want to go. To be honest, said, but, the, but to be honest, the yeah. Kiss Cruise, the best part of the Kiss Cruise is not Kiss. Oh, I know, but it's All still, the other you're stuff still apparently a ton of money. Yeah, and, and 
you know, and I, I'm not spending that kind of money to go see the bands that are under them because I can see them anywhere else. They're, they're going to be playing anywhere, right? I just can't. Yeah, I can't. See, oh, same thing. Buddy asked me, Metallica just announced their, hey, Metallica is playing Edmonton, blah, 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 blah. Same reason I didn't go see him last time. I can't spend that kind of money and drive somewhere, hotel, for a drummer that can't play the freaking songs anymore. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Drummer can't play. You've I'm already out. seen them a bunch of times, though. When Do you need good? to see them again? Not really. I don't. If they were still good, like Stray Cats are coming to friggin' Vancouver, I'll drive to Vancouver to go see them because they don't play anymore. And I know it's going to be good. They can still hold their own. Yeah. I knew that Motley Crue could still pretty much play they were never great anyway yeah i just can't spend money anymore for people that can't hold the line but they're still ripping people off because they want to or need to i can't do a half-ass job i can't give someone their car back with no strings on it and go here's your setup you just do the rest yourself or pretend the strings are on it just pretend you know all those guitar songs you like (laughs) (laughs) just pretend they're there yeah yeah well you're your own worst critic right when you're when you're playing and being that you're a musician you can tell and like you said when they had the skip it was like you looked around and everyone was like you know but no, whatever yeah. being a musician you know and it it sticks out like a sore thumb but for oh, someone yeah. who doesn't know it's like when you're playing and you make a you mess up a note or something and then you kind of look around no one notices but you because you're the one who did it right yeah I, I guess it's it's kind of the same thing where you're going and and they get away with it like you said i mean they'll they'll go they'll play they'll get these skips going on and people in the crowd are like oh what happened and then who cares and then they just kind of keep going but for someone who plays and you're not the only one in the audience i mean there's there's tons of musicians in the audience and they're probably all you know doing the same thing well, what the yeah. hell was that <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna go spend like you said you want to drive you know six hours to go see a band that you know that they're not up to par it was what they used to be yeah but for for some people they they don't really see that or they don't care or they just they're 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 conscious when they're when they're listening to the music aren't conscious of the mistakes or by the way that they play i guess yeah like i went to go see deep purple ian gillian was was singing I know he's not going to be able to nail what he did at 19, 21 years old. I know Highway Star is probably going to be a little different, but he was, he's still gator. He still belted it. He still put his effort in. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Uh, but to finish off, you are right. No one notices you make a mistake until everyone in the band gives you the stink high. <laughs> and that is a hundred percent true. I hate that when someone on stage calls out a, a or says something after they made a mistake oh. or everyone looks, if no one looks, and, and you just bend it, keep bending it till it's right, and then the the, the band no member laughs because people on stage uh, and the crowd think you're having a good time. They, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, he's laughing because he hit such a good note." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like anyway. watching Led Zeppelin live. I mean, yeah, when, you, exactly. when you watch it, like you you watch him going, "Wow, the studio album sounds way different." Like he's, it's almost like a, a choreographed uh, accident. Like he yeah. he he gets on his feet, but it's like when he. And when he's on his way there, it's, it's almost like he's stumbling the whole time. Yeah. 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 yeah he's making no, a mistake, re- but then he just rolls with it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part of rock and roll. I remember uh, reading that in an interview, and it was at the right age. I was just sitting on a guitar, and Slash was like, uh, something about making mistakes. Well, do you, you don't seem to care about if you're going to make a mistake or not. It was the line they gave him. Uh, and again, he's in the middle of hair metal time, right? You know, uh, uh, and he is like, yeah, I just kind of realized that any, any note, the next note I'm looking for within a, a, a note and a half, within a step and a half, it's going to be there. So if you play a bum note, 
and you bend it, if, sorry, if you're already bummed, within a full step bend, you're going to hit the note you're looking for. Hit a bum note, bend it up until it's right. Do a little vibrato on the end. Everyone thinks that's the note you want to hit. <laughs> Perfect. I was like, yeah, that is kind of true. Like, yeah. I guess if you, you know, make a mistake, make a face, put your guitar up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. pretend, play it, do the mistake again, hit it twice. You pretend that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> anyway. So sweet. true. Okay. Yeah. I'm going right. to, I'm going to, I'm going to tap out here. Sorry, guys um we'll do this again we'll i don't know we'll schedule something maybe uh more sooner than later because this, yeah. this is fun this is always just i mean it's just cousins talking sounds good this is what this should be about so uh social media is there any social media for you where do we find you uh yes uh royal tone i'm on uh instagram and i'm on facebook again i don't have i shut my page my facebook my facebook my website down for right now but i'm gonna redo it i i really just want to have better pictures too because i redid the shop in a way better way it's a lot more inviting so uh but yes Royal Tone Guitar Repair and Services on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, for music or anything like that, Danny Roy on Facebook. Awesome. And then you all can right. find us at uh, Sean Geek Podcast, all social media, including the new ones that uh, that are out now, the non-Twitter ones that are out now. Uh, we're on everything. And we release weekly every Monday, 5 a.m. You need to, for closing music, you need the theme of Rocket Robin Hood just playing in the slight. You want back that back? Do you want us to bring that back? Okay. Love it. I'll, put it, I'll put it on. <laughs> All right. It's a big part of my life, Rocket Robin Hood. Dude, it's awesome. Don't worry. I'm going to do something more with that. I, I've, I've got something in mind I haven't told Todd about yet. But anyway, I'm going to cool. stop the recording now. Come gather around me, space travelers surround me, hark now to the ballad of Rockin' Robin Hood. I may well confound you, astound you, spellbound you with heroes and villains, the bad and the good. Watch now as our rockets race here from afar, for now with our Robin we live on a star. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.